Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. I am so excited to have you here by a raise of hands. Who's excited to be here? Okay. So before we go into the episode, I just want to quickly go down a list of shit that I need you to do for me. It's really everyone's favorite part of the episode. If you could please 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 rate and subscribe the show five stars or four or four and a half, or five, and if it's going to be any lower, then don't even worry about it, but um, it really helps me so much, the subscribing to the show, I don't care if you have to grab your grandma's Android and do it on there, I don't care if it has to be your sister's Android, I don't know if it has to be your boyfriend's, just kidding, he would fucking slap that shit right out of your hand, because you know there's some shady shit on there. Men. Ugh. Okay. So, um, besides that, what else? SophiaFranklin.com to send me your stories and any questions you have for me and my merchandise, which I feel confident enough to say it's the best in the game. And follow me on all my socials, Sophia the Neff, Franklin with a Y. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, everybody. I am joined by Lauren and Michael Bostic. We are up at the Montage Resort in Park City. Some rich bitch shit. You guys were just in Austin and now you're in Utah. What are you guys up to? Like road tripping in a camper van? Like what's the deal? No road tripping. No road (laughs) tripping. We were living in LA and COVID obviously happened and we just, and I got pregnant and I just started reevaluating what I wanted out of life. And for me, my most important thing I've realized, you got to have peace of mind. So we decided to move to Austin. We bailed the fuck out of LA. Bailed out. Whoa. Okay. I missed that entire fucking thing. Yeah. So what about LA made you want to leave? And start in Austin. So first of all, my daughter, I can't even go like outside and take her for a walk where we live. It's just too wild to walk outside. So what do you mean by that? Like people go up to you or it's just like too much commotion. I have had um, multiple times people come up to you. Right. and And it's scary sometimes. I mean, there's a woman that was walking her baby and someone pushed her into a bus. Yeah. What the well, there's like a, there's a real like uh in addition to that there's you know no policing of anything and so it's just it just be, kind of became a mess right um and also the whole city was locked down similar to New York and we were just like where do we want to raise our kid mm-hmm. like, we to and also else. you guys probably don't feel like this because you're in Utah but there's something very therapeutic about being surrounded by nature yes and LA is not that and I don't know when you said you you know you love New York like. New York is very opposite of this. The nature aspect is like really nice. It is. It is. It makes a huge difference, which I didn't realize until six months ago. Like going for a hike, going outside, fresh air, like holy shit, who knew? It's so therapeutic. So I completely agree with you. And I think it's hard to know in places like LA and New York, you can't just go grab dinner and not give a fuck. It's you got to look cute. 
You got to look hot. You know, like you might run into somebody. That's a lot of fucking pressure. It's a lot of pressure. That's totally it's so much pressure. Austin is very laid back. Yeah, I almost feel like I have the best of both worlds because we go back to L.A. all the time for work. Mm -hmm. So we have, you know, that scene and then we can go to Austin and I can just like let my rolls tits hang over hang my out. pants, my tits <laughs> hang out, no bra, like walking down the street. Like I fucking horrible. love that. Like yes. the ugliest. <laughs> you guys are the hottest couple oh, I've you. ever seen. Thank you. So thank you. they're lying when they're saying that shit. <laughs> How many people have approached you guys to do a threesome? Ooh, I need to know. Some have. Um, there. <laughs> I'm gonna let you answer first, and then I'll. No, say they, they slide into the DMs. Um, I think, but they go through Lauren because it's inappropriate to probably. Which is respectful, exactly. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, if they were going through me, it'd be weird. Yeah, I right. totally agree. I would be open. I've told Michael this before to doing a threesome if it was um away from all this. Like if it we were in Amsterdam and you can like. <laughs> I don't, dude, Michael's I, shaking I don't, his I don't, think, I don't think you'd handle it. I we think had you, a close call. We had a close call. Uh huh. A real you know, close call. Like, like real close. Like <laughs> like the dick grazed her vagina. But it was a close call. Yeah, it was a pretty close call. <laughs> but you know, I'm glad it didn't happen because not that I'm against threesomes, but uh -huh. I don't. I don't want to hear, hey, you did this or you touched this way or you gave too much. I, totally I, I don't want to fucking deal with it. I so just one time stay I asked him, way. I'm like, what if I just hooked up with the girl and you watched like mm -hmm. beating your meat in the corner? Right. And he was like, that's not fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't see that's not fair. I said, that's just not my thing either. Like, I, that feels weird. Like, I'm just in the corner, just like jerking. Michael, you know. beggars can't be choosers, okay? I, like, you do. We have to. We're going to have corner. a threesome once in our relationship. You know, we almost had one in seventh grade, too. Yeah. I was pushing for it then. Now I'm a little bit more like, okay. You're, he's a little more pragmatic, which is kind of boring. It's like right? a little too consistent. No, sometimes. because I just, <laughs> I know it's not going to end well for me. I it's know. going yeah. to end well. It's fine if we don't know the person and it's some random girl. No, she's never done this before. And mm -hmm. I, and I don't know if you can handle it. You know what? I think that after doing it, you can feel differently than obviously like going into it. I will say, however, like when I get married, 10, 20 years into the marriage, I might be bored as fuck. And I might be like, let's have a threesome. Let's yeah, go. Let's spice it up. That's you know what, what I, I mean? said. And he's scared because he thinks I'm going to go psycho. No, <laughs> because here's what happened in our close call. <laughs> you did go psycho the next day and it didn't even happen. It just Yeah, but no, hold happened. on. I went psycho because I wanted to like stir the pot to have hot sex. And that you have said oh, that was the hottest wow. sex we've ever had yeah, the after, day but that, after but that, that was, happened. But that was after all the, that was after you, you literally talk about that day all the time. No, because that was after you got all your aggression out on me because of <sighs> the stuff that happened. So before. let's have another close call to have aggressive, great sex. Wow. That is such a good fucking point is the sex when it's like, was it angry sex? It was uh, angry, it was like off. amazing, like fluid everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, I need off. to know why the threesome was stopped. The threesome was stopped for multiple reasons. <laughs> he couldn't get hard. No. Oh, he was hard. Wait, him and I still hooked that up. That was part of the problem is that I, but maybe I was a little too excited. Right? <laughs> the girl was in the bed. Okay. So uh -huh. the girl was in the bed, but things had transpired before that to get us in the bed and everyone was naked and Michael ended up. <laughs> Poking her, like, this sounds very creepy. No, <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. We were all in the bed. Then we, I, I was like, listen, I'm going, I'm done with this. I'm going to bed. I went to bed, and then woke. She woke me up in the middle of the night, and I was like, okay. And so then everyone started stirring around. The girl's kind of like half awake, and then I started hooking up with her. And then the girl it, was kind of into it. The girl's kind of in. And, and then, then we were just drunk. And then I saw her like she was, it was not going, like I saw her eyes. I was like, this is not going to go well My for me. Okay. Like, this is a test, bitch. <laughs> You're like, test. I fucking love this. The girl was like into it. The girl was into it. Everyone mm -hmm. was into it. And then I realized halfway through, I'm like, this is a fucking test. And if, and if I make a move, <laughs> then I'm going to fail the test. I'm being a lot of trouble. And then, I, and then I didn't even go through the next day. You were pissed off all day. I was pissed, but it was, I was really hungover. And you know what? I, have done like multiple threesomes with this with boyfriends yes one of the threesomes he fucked my best friend i don't think i ever forgave him for that Dude, i can't i can't do honestly that. another time we would like consistently hook up with this one girl and she was so cool um and i was totally fine with it and one day i saw that they were texting separately and we had a group text thread and when i saw that i was like no let me no, tell no, you no. something that I've observed about men and threesomes. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem. 
you can have a threesome like you're saying that's easy and fun and like it's cool but the man then thinks it's okay to open up other doors. Yep, I've heard that. And before. that's the problem. So if you say it's okay to touch, put your dick, whatever, in another girl when I'm around, yeah. it's fine. But then what ends up happening is the husband starts to think, well, I can go to a strip club and fuck strippers in the back and I can whatever. And it starts to spiral on And his it normalizes end. it. Yes. It's like I'm fucking another pussy. Like, that's is it that bad if I do it without her there? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. There needs to be the trust, obviously unwavering, and there needs to be so many boundaries and it needs to be done so respectfully. You know? I 100% agree. I don't want to deter people from doing them, but if you're dating my ex-boyfriend and he's texting her separately or one time, I'm sorry, I just like want to go off because now go I'm like off. getting upset go thinking off. about the shit this guy did. Go off. We had a threesome and that morning we were going to drive her home. She sat in the front seat. Ooh. And I sat in the back. Oh my God. That's and worse I than sat in the back. That's worse than if I would rather you <laughs> be fucking on this side. Yeah, you know, then, this is what I'm saying is you can't, like, I can you, control this, right? Like, we can, I can control what's going on here, but you had a third person or fourth person. That Michael's makes, very logical. Like, yeah. he's very much one to be like, okay, if I do this, this is going to happen, which right. can sometimes, like I said, be a little. At this point in my life, Married with a kid, and all. it's like I think about. I just don't want to manage another individual's feelings. I'm gonna do some They want to sit in the front seat. We'll I don't want to no, do all that. You guys would need to like hire an escort. I think honestly, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, for real. So I'm so glad we have that down. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So how did you did you broach the subject of a threesome to your ex, or did he broach it to you? Ooh, that's a really good question. I want to say it was just together, like in tandem. Like, I think we both just like brought it up and like what we think is hot. Because to be honest, Lauren, I have hooked up with girls one-on-one. I wouldn't label myself as bisexual. You know, I don't really, I, when I look for a life partner, I look for a man. However, I've been attracted to girls 100%. So I can't remember who brought it up first, but it was a mutual thing. So let me ask you this. Would you ever do it with two guys? Because I'm a 100% like I would only do it with a girl and a guy. I, I don't think I could do two holes at once. I think that's too much. Oh, the DP. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think I could do it. Well, this I, is good to know. It sounds like too much. <laughs> no, it's just like too much masculine penis. You know, it's not porn I look up. I'm not like, oh my God, I want to look up DP porn. Um, I think, you know, if it's Javier Bardem and fucking Harry Styles, I'd be like, you know what? Uh, assholes available. Listen, my pussy's Bardem available. And, Styles, and maybe if it's like Charlie Hunnam and you. <laughs> then you would be down. I have to include you. Like, I'd be down. <laughs> maybe, maybe with Michael, you could you? Have you ever done that? With another guy? Mm-hmm. No. No. I, that I, I don't. I, I think that time has passed now for me. Yeah. Um, but no, that's not like, that's not what I look up either. Right. If I'm looking at porn, it's not, right. it's not two dudes. You know? <laughs> what kind of porn are you looking at? Um, I just, guys, I don't think guys are, I mean, Taylor, our producer, he like has a whole like very No, this specific, is deflecting the question. I'll, 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 no, I don't do Yeah, let's get to the listen, answer. Listen, I go for efficiency now. I pop up the page. I uh-huh. see the, the most popular, what's going on. I browse around okay. quickly, get the deed done. Move so you don't have like a specific type of porn? No, and I don't. Lauren, is he lying? I'm not, I swear I'm not lying. No, it's not specific. Um, um, I mean, there's I certain- feel like when we watch porn, it's it's two girls and a guy. Or yeah, I mean, I'm not like I think it's not too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like normal stuff. I mean, whatever's yes. on the popular page, it's like I go through there. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time to waste, and you know, right. he's I beating his that. meat in the shower before the baby wakes up. <laughs> no, I get that. I have to go in like a bandit these days because I'm like, I don't know when she's coming in. I don't know where the baby is. I don't know where the nanny is. I don't know who's popping in. I would love, 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 love to walk in on him and jacking off. You never have. Never. Oh no. my god, you must have that down to a science. Actually, like, I'll boom. Tell you, no, I'll out. tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Lauren. <laughs> walks like she is the loudest walker I have ever heard oh good you to can, know he, I'm gonna walk like Thumbelina her. after this if, if she you would think Bigfoot was in the forest with walking around the way she walks I can hear you coming from a mile away so I don't worry about it all I'm like okay like I can I have I can hear you so far that I can actually finish off and then you get in the house oh, wow. I can I can hear you across Hollywood I'm gonna be tiptoeing around the house now 
Even your tiptoe is, no. like is like a this loud This is like stomp. therapy. This is good. This well, is good. this is good. You guys are like getting it out. That's good. What porn, Lauren, do you like to watch? I like girls. I don't, I don't like too. to watch. I don't, I don't. Listen, I have enough penis with my husband. Right. Well, that's I, good. No, I do. And I always say like the shorter guys have the bigger dicks always in my experience. <laughs> so I'm 5'10". I'm not. My guy's 5'10 too. 5'10 is great. a great penis size i've dated like perpetual five tens across the board really yeah they're great i love it i think it's so annoying when girls are like six foot and above excuse me Uh -uh. is that more important than the dick no there's nothing worse than six foot and above and then it's a micro oh my god my our heart goes home (laughs) to those okay so you guys have known each other since the sixth grade sixth grade okay (laughs) Were you guys together like from day one or how has that worked? So I, I looked like this in sixth grade. Like I had huge boobs and I was five, seven in sixth huh. grade. You were fucking hot. I thought The style was not how it is now for 12 year olds. You know what I mean? That you were be. every TikTok hot girl. No, 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 no. So Michael though was like four one. I was 12 years old. <laughs> I was literally a, a young boy. And Lauren was like, I know his dick is going to be big. I did when know. When he's older. I, <laughs> I remember I looked over and I was like, oh my God, look at that new teacher. Like I thought she was the teacher because she even fully developed. And I was oh, like. Oh, really? Fully developed. Which didn't you get, did, are, you were a year older in our grade or you. Or, or, I yeah. Know. I like got held back a grade. Okay. That's like your favorite thing to bring up. <laughs> well, no, because, uh, because I think like, you know, you were like what, 13, I was 12. I was I 13. He was 12. So then he, we went on a date and it was like history we were so much sexual energy it was like okay making out in movie theaters like tennis courts blowjobs tennis courts blowjob at the tennis really court escalated. during uh-huh. the football game him asking me if i'm scared of the one-eyed snake i didn't know that <laughs> i've never i've never fucking heard that that is hilarious i was a boy i was 12 years literally 12 years old okay so you guys chemistry at 12 years old very much sexual chemistry and then would you guys like date other people because now you're married and you're how old are you lauren i'm 34 okay michael's 34 okay we separated so we we weren't together in high school and we weren't together in college we were living in different places oh wow no no no. you missed a part i did in seventh grade i used to ditch school and i would have michael over and we would just like rip each other's clothes off and one day, my dad came home early. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. And so I pushed Michael in the closet in his Superman boxers, like shoved him in because he's 4'1", like perfect, like little shove. You're like, get in the cabinet. <laughs> You're so tiny. The little man in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about those Superman boxers is remember they had the slit on the top? In the broom closet. Remember? And they did the slit on the top so you could just reach down. Yeah, those were good boxers. You You should get those. You just reach down and grab it. Okay, so we were so we were hooking up and my dad comes home and I'm an idiot who got held back a grade. And I get in the closet with him. Uh-huh. I should have just like stayed yeah, in chill. Yeah, wait, what? I Lauren, know. What? It wasn't, it it wasn't was, my smartest. It was devastating because... Did he open the door he and you guys it. were like naked? Yes. He opened it. And, and he was it was fine. No. You know those closets where they have the little slits and you can like no. see? No. Her little sister was like five years old and was like thinking she was playing hide and seek because she was looking out of the bed and I'm sitting no. there in my boxers, <laughs> 12 years old. Floor I see one. Huge man come in, her dad, and he opens the door. He's like, Lauren? She's saying <gasps> tits out. No. What did you do? Were you covering your dick? Uh, Were you covering her boobs? What kind of man are you? I was. He wasn't doing shit. He was scared for himself. I was like, "Fuck!" And I, we got. He, her dad threw me in the car, drove us down to like the local um, shopping center. I was like putting my clothes on in the car. No fucking way. And then, but that was back when they had payphones. So I had to call like, her dad was screaming at us. And then I called my dad on the payphone. I'm like, my dad, I'm in a lot of trouble. Da, 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 da. Here's what happened. And I just was waiting for like fatherly advice. And all I heard was just deep bellowing laughter. That's it. He was just like laughing his face up. Well, that's good though. Like, it, was, he, like, it was good. It was sweet. It was fine for me, but her parents freaked oh out. Oh my God. I'm sure they freaked the fuck out. They freaked the fuck out. We ended up dating like a year longer and then we broke up and I went for older guys. The, you know, the that's story. That's my that, favorite thing to do. If everyone has this story. You yes. Know, you go for the older guys. Yes. And then he was like obsessed with wait i was about to say the fact with that my with your what mouth no, just blow job yeah he was like he like i don't know what what was it because someone said the other day they're like you must have given a mean blow job in sixth grade for him to chase you until you were 24 yeah i mean i that's, i mean i she does give a mean blow job that's for sure I mean, oh my god I have a lot of we're gonna have to like talk about that i have a lot of tips i'm just so interested that 
you guys met in sixth grade and now you're married. Like the persistence, Michael, to oh, get her to marry you. When I know what I want, I I, I tend to. I can see zone that. In, you know, like yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It was. It was. It, he was so intense, and he was like always texting and pursuing me. Well, the problem is, I had all these other like, like I guess I call them like relationships now. But mm-hmm. they I relationships. Knew, yeah, relationships. But they they were very surface for me, and I feel bad about some of those past relationships because I never like got I was never into any of them because you were thinking about Lauren which it's just no, because I never felt about anyone the way I felt about Lauren so like I would have wow. these girlfriends and these flings and these things and like you know hookups and whatever but I would just never get there and I would tell people like hey this is nothing and they, that actually probably makes it worse right when you tell someone like it's of nothing of course Michael uh, went to U of A Okay, so, so like you had an STD or two in the past. I, yeah, how many STDs I, have you had? I'm squeaky clean, all right? How many um, STDs? Now you are. Yeah. I am like, I'm clean as a whistle all the time. Michael Chlamydia Boston. No, but, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, I had some, I had some times. You have had chlamydia. I have no, not he had chlamydia. has not. Well, actually, you I don't know. not had it. He has not I'm had not. any STDs. You, you have? Does it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt. And luckily, How'd you know you had it? You know, it's the craziest thing. I started spotting like bright red blood when I didn't have my period. Ugh. And that was kind of weird. But I was also the type of bitch where I would have so much unprotected sex and then have a panic attack right after and like be at Planned Parenthood. Like that was my thing. Now that you're in a relationship, you can have unprotected sex all you want. Of though. course. Yes. Okay. So you were you, when you got chlamydia, are you getting it from a boyfriend or are you getting it from someone that you're just fucking for one night? I think I was fucking like two guys. That is that, ki- that is kind of fun, though, because then you can pin them against each other. That's exactly what I did. I said, when's the last <laughs> time you got tested to one of the guys knowing the other one gave it to me? And he was like, I don't know. Like, it's been a few months. He also went to USD. So I'm sure he was doing plenty of fucking himself, but I knew it wasn't him, but I made him believe it was. Oh, that's, that's, that's just, a little manipulation. You right. Yeah. If I ever got one, I would like, I, it'd be so much fun to be like, <laughs> where'd I get this? It would be dice. I mean, if you got it now or, or I got it now, it'd be real dicey. But that would, I think that, oh, would, that yeah. would cause some problems. Yeah. For some reason, I don't feel, and I could be totally wrong when we were in college that STDs were everywhere. Like they are now. I feel like maybe they're a little bit more rampant now. Right. I don't know. We were, or maybe we're just hearing about it because the internet and people are more open. I don't know. Cause I, I don't remember a lot of my friends dealing with STDs and my yeah. friends had sex with we're a lot ancient, of guys you know so we're I you know what I think it's just people being more open to be honest I'm so I happy think that's about what that, it is though. me too oh. thank god like I, we didn't even th- I mean I mean this kind of fucked up but I never <laughs> even thought about that stuff back then but like, you, well, you should be like you are on the forefront of making people more comfortable like you mm-hmm. have open doors for people to embrace their sexuality no right. matter what it is right you should feel good about that it's sex. We need to stop talking about it like it's this dirty thing. You can get and you know what, guys, we were calling it STDs, STIs. Excuse me, everyone. STIs. What's the difference? It's not. I think they don't want to call them a disease. Okay. Infection. Okay. So, so S- it's not as a, like a big of a deal. I think it's more just like, uh, you know, from a technical standpoint, like it's not a disease, whatever the fucking medical definition would be. It's a infection. Okay. You know what I mean? STIs. STIs. Got it. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they're staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in which is Taste Salud. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salud's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening 
since I've started drinking Tastealude religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You guys are a total power couple. You're Thank like you. George and Amal Clooney. Um, you guys work together. You're married. You are with each other 24-7, I'm assuming. Well, th- I think, no. Yes. No, no, no. Now, right now, because of COVID, mm-hmm. we're with each other more because we're at home with the baby and everything. But before <sighs> that, like, I think people- it's a lot. Um, <laughs> they, think, they, they see Lauren and I do the show together and they see us on the platforms, but- during the normal course of business, like she's doing her thing, the skinny confidential and I'm running dear media. So we're completely separate most of the time, but obviously during COVID, the only thing we do house. together is we do the podcast together. All, like all my, really? content, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He like, he's very, he helps me with strategy. Definitely at like at the end of the night, but he, he's working on his own shit with dear media. We have separate teams, separate companies, separate entities. Really? We just do the podcast together. Oh wow. Okay. And we that's... fight so gnarly when we do the podcast together so it's not I don't want anyone to think it's easy to work with your significant other it's not right that's something I wanted to talk about so like what are you guys fighting about I mean what are you not fighting about I feel like if I did a podcast with my boyfriend I would be like fuck off like I would just get so annoyed all the time it's it's gnarly we have to release the like he's very organized and like anal and wants things done a certain way whereas I'm easygoing and uh, like oh it'll happen when it happens i have no time management right so when he wants to do something like for doing an ad or we're doing an intro he wants to do it this way and he's like right stick up his ass and i'm not like that Mm -hmm. so there's been one time i threw the whole table at him (laughs) shut the fuck up our producer has so much shit if we we end the show i gotta go bury this guy in the desert he's i've we've known him since we're another since we were 12 years old Uh and he like has been with me on everything i've ever done so he's just like he knows where all the bodies are buried you know you should have him on the show to talk all about his journey with edging He's, oh my god he uh was a one minute man he he came on our show and talked for like three hours about how he learned to control himself from edging yes edging guys edging by the way it's when you i mean you don't have to masturbate but it's when you're getting sexually aroused and 
you just won't let yourself come. Like the second you're going to come, you stop. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. I think he was doing it alone without girls mm-hmm. so he could practice. His well, he was doing up. it so that he could last longer with women. Wow. Do you edge? I, I don't edge. Why? Not at all. No, he doesn't I, have time. I, <laughs> He's I just, like, I just heard Lauren's shoes. I, like, I, I need to hurry and come in this fucking no, the towel is, right now. The worst is when she's, when she's drinking and you're just like, I, 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 you're just like, go and go and go. The worst is when you're drinking and you have to go and go and and have sex. Poor you that you can't come in two minutes. Go and go and go. I can't come when I've had a drink. You got it with a vibrator. Yeah. Okay. I got to have a vibrator. I think it depends like how many drinks. You know I what I mean? I gave you a vibrator in there that, that, that I used last you night. You did? Yeah. It's the best vibrator. It's li- This is why it's the best. It's covered in um like a toothbrush case for a vibrator because you know how if you bring a vibrator to a hotel and then the maid like sees it out from right. the night before with like crust on it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> A snail trail. <laughs> it's like snail trailing everywhere in the maids. Like, what is this? So this is, has like a cover on it. I love that. And you can bring it and use it. You have to have a vibrator when you're drinking or it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, if I'm like one or two drinks, it's fine. If I hit like a third drink, I'm not coming. For me personally. Have you ever tried it with a vibrator? I'm sure you have when you're having sex. I'm sure I have. Yeah. When you're drunk and it yes. doesn't work. Not if I'm in my third or fourth drink. No. I mean, our sex life, I don't know if it's as spicy as other guests that you've had on because we're married. Well, I want to talk about that. You guys are married. You have a baby. When the fuck do you guys have time to have sex? Apparently, you don't have time because Michael is like going in the closet and busting one out. No, I, I mean, we have, I mean, we have to be strategic. Last night, we, we got some in. Last um, night, you like, I literally put on the calendar last night and sent it to him that says connect with wife. I was going to ask you that. Do you guys schedule sex? Sometimes you have to get it in. You just, it's not like we schedule sex, but we'll just schedule time now where we're like, okay, there's no kid around. There's no okay. nanny. There's no people. Like we're together. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's when you, we've been married for four years. We've been together for like 14 years, no, right? How long? long. No. Wow. A long no, time. 21, 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. So we work at it though. You know, you I mean? do like, have to work at it. It's not. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're pregnant for me, I felt so unsexy and that's a real mind fuck. I think I'd be the same way. And I really want you to elaborate. I Is it just 55 the belly? Pounds. I no. Oh no. My ass was Huge. <laughs> I feel like Michael. Did you hate that? I feel like well, you kind of would like no, it. Well, I, I liked it. At, at, there were stages. No, right? there tell was, it was a diaper butt. Tell the real truth. He was uncomfortable no, 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 having no, no. sex because I had a daughter in no, my there stomach. Was, there was a, okay. No, there's stages. So when I say like, sometimes you're like, it's really hot, and then you're like, oh, your wife's pregnant it's with your child. And I think if you're a man and you have somebody that has your child, like in a weird way, you get like even more attracted. It must be like an evolutionary genetic more attracted thing. to them. More attracted. Oh, to them, okay, right? interesting. Uh, but then there's these other stages where like like you go <laughs> eight and, nine months no you go and see like an ultrasound and you're like oh the baby's head's right here and it's like kicking oh it's a girl and it's like moving around and then like things are moving and i'm like i'm like i don't want to be back there like thrashing right around yeah, he would be around. when he had sex with me when i was pregnant it was like a thimble he would like stick it in stick it in because, i'm like can you like pound me like what is I this I, I, I don't need a fucking pinky at my side <laughs> I used to think that it was hitting the baby's yeah, head. Like, he is like, oh, I was about to ask that. You're like, I don't need my daughter like sucking my own dick. That was the worst. <laughs> that was the most fucked up joke I've ever made. But like, but, that, but yes. that's the kind of, I didn't know. And I'll be better the second time around. Hopefully it's, you got to be better. Because, you got to be more mature. That was, it's, I, yeah. That's immature. Like that, that get shit over goes it. To your head. You're like, what, like what's, what am I doing back there? Is that like, yeah. Am I touching something the wrong way? I totally you understand know? that. Fine. And you just felt unsexy. Oh, beyond here's the part no one tells you about oh my god this is the part no one tells you about so okay. yeah you feel uh, for me this is my journey some people gain two pounds and like it's fine whatever. uh-huh for me i gained 55 i thought oh i'm gonna like have the baby and feel back to normal you have the baby and for me the weight didn't fall off it's still not off it's been a year so you feel you're depressed anxious from postpartum you feel so unsexy like mm-hmm. it's it's the most unsexy i've ever felt in my life and you have a crying baby to take care of wow it's a lot it's the postpartum part's a lot so you had postpartum depression horrible wow i you know what i think about that a lot because so many women get it have you been open about talking about that yeah I did three things to get my postpartum depression under control. Mm-hmm. I got my hormones checked and oh, my thyroid smart. checked. And just by 
like leveling that out, I lost 30 pounds. So I would definitely recommend if you're feeling like shit postpartum or in general, if you just feel fatigued, get your hormones and thyroid checked. What a great point. The thyroid has changed my life. I used to sleep during the day. Like I would take a nap. I, I'm like, compl- I feel like I'm on Adderall without a come down because my thyroid's like functioning now. Okay. And then the other thing I did is I microdosed mushrooms for oh. three times in a row. I would say that helped 90%. No fucking way. I cannot, if I went into it with like the intention of, okay, why am I feeling like this? What needs to like be brought up? And it helped me have so much clarity. Obviously, I'm not like telling people to go do this. I'm saying, no, but this is so interesting. It helps so much. How would you like weigh it out on a scale? Had you done shrooms before? Yeah, I had, but I hadn't, I didn't realize how important it is if you're going to do it to go in with an intention. And then there's also like a bunch of little things that helped. I don't think looking at your phone when you're on it is like productive at all. I think you should be out in nature. And like my phone was put away for 10 hours. Right. No phone. When you're actually doing shrooms though. But when you're micro dosing, you don't feel, you know, like the visual effects. Like you don't feel high, correct? It was chocolate. It was a micro dose. Yeah. But it was a heavy micro dose. Yeah. It was a heavy micro dose. Okay. (laughs) My favorite thing too, like any tips for for girls out there is when you're on mushrooms, trap your significant other in a room. I locked the room. Oh my god! And blackened <laughs> it out and was like, she interrogated it's me. It's time to have a talk. And when you guys were both shrooming, wouldn't let him leave the room. Shut the fuck up! And I got like all She's everything evil. I needed in like my box that I have. And, and I, then I just was like, oh, that was therapeutic. And he was like, dead. I sucked every single day. You scared. are my idol. See, I'm too neurotic to take drugs like that. I shrooms? can't. No shrooms, acid. I can't smoke weed. Have you I ever go tried microdosing? No, that was a lie. I tried shrooms for the first time July last year. Okay. Um, they were liquid shrooms, and I don't know if I really felt them. Everything was hilarious. There wasn't any like visual thing happening though. So what I would tell you because of what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Don't do your shrooms body. Right now. No, I would tell you to uh, your body. Really? And I would say this like off air as a friend, your body is holding on to energy that you need to like release. And mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. Michael gets mad when I speak on well, this. We just had somebody on the show to um, talk about to it. Talk about he it, likes like, the in expert depth from a medical standpoint. But right? I because think if you went into it with the intention of I want to release certain energy and I want to figure out like why this was so upsetting and this and that, and you were in mm-hmm. nature with no phone, I feel like it would help you so much. But I can't even smoke weed. I don't. I am not a big weed smoker. I like a weed mint at night. No, that's. Um, I'm, I don't partake in any synthetic or, and I also don't smoke weed or anything. But Michael's never done shrooms. like cocaine. Nothing. Really? Nothing. Yeah, but I'm already enough as it is. I can't. I don't need anything else to like get right. me going. You know. Um. Again, this is like not medical advice, but microdosing shrooms in the right setting in the right way with the right intention can be therapeutic and help you get through things, especially if you're holding on to trauma. I would yeah. never, ever do it too with anyone I was uncomfortable around. Like yeah. you have to be, it, it's the people I did it with was like my best guy friend and my sister and my husband. Like it has right. to, you have to be so comfortable, but it, I think people are going to start to realize and they already are that it's such a therapy if it's done right. I totally agree with that. I think it absolutely can be. Have you ever done like ayahuasca? No, but I'm very, very called to that. Yeah. I'm very called to that. She has a lot of trauma in her life, right? Right. I would love to do ayahuasca. Right. I would love to like dive into the trauma just a little bit. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can like get super personal. You and your sister have been very open about her substance abuse issue, right? Your sister was addicted to heroin. My sister, so my mom passed away when I was 18 and my sister was um, 13 from suicide. Okay. And so I was more equipped to dealing with something like that. The difference between 13 and 18 is huge. Huge. And she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I even remember after my mom passed away, my sister went right back to school on Monday, whereas wow. I took two weeks off. Like she, she processed it different. Of course. And so she started using, she started with pills, which is very Common. normal in, in high school. Yep. And it just became this whole addiction to speedball. So she would do meth and heroin and it was, she, it was so bad that I would say she was like a week away from dying. It was horrible. And the toll that an addict takes on the family Mm -hmm. is like, 
I mean, I have stories that are so traumatic. It's so traumatic. The things that happened to the family. Right. And I really do think it took years off my dad's life. Yeah. So then there's like resentment towards the addict and there's all these dynamics that aren't talked about enough. It's a really interesting thing to think about because it's empathy for the addict, but resentment towards the addict. And there's a lot of trauma that comes with it. So I just want to say that. Then they make amends to you and you're supposed to just move on. And you can't. But there's pieces to still be picked up. Mm -hmm. And then there's behaviors like maybe that the thing is, is when you start using drugs at 13 years old, you you almost are still 13 when you come out of absolutely do you know what i'm saying drug addiction is it's serious thing and i've i've heard uh, i was talking to someone i was just telling you guys about the makeup artist and he was telling me that um utah has a lot of addiction but it's like secret painkillers mostly but why it's so interesting to me how it's such a secret though like you can't like you're almost shamed yeah i think you said that too on your podcast with indy Mm-hmm. she's another one that I wouldn't I, I mean Utah is gorgeous and amazing and uh, the people here are so lovely but she's another one that I think it, it's probably hard to be um, I don't want to say the black sheep but you guys are going against the stream yeah. I think it's amazing I mean I think like you're very much like the Howard Stern of oh I'm uh, sorry can you say that again the, and like louder in the mic <laughs> the Howard Stern of podcasting but a girl and I think he's <laughs> such a good example of someone that everyone told him to shut the fuck up and now I yeah mean, look what he's built right that Oh my god! I like want to. Start You'll be having so- the last laugh. Um, Thank you. To talk to, because you're not conforming to what everyone else is doing. Here. Mm-hmm. You're doing something different. Excited about this one, guys! I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed, and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic and incredibly cute cookware from drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now... I'll let y'all know when Sleuth's giving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, wider, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. 
no bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Your company is called Dear Media. It's a female-focused podcast network. Why is that? Well, because so Lauren and I started doing the podcast together as like a side five years ago. Five years ago, we were drunk in Cabo off margaritas, and my brand was like primarily me. But I could tell people were wanting more masculine energy. And people were interested in him because I got the worst jaw surgery. I'll show you a pic that you've ever Lauren, seen. Lauren, I've seen the pic. There's like, it's, it's so swollen. So I, you know, as a creator, I was like, I'm turning the camera. I had an identity crisis for like three years. So I oh just turned God. the camera on Michael. Well, what, what happened was she. And people started to like him. She had this blog and social and, she was, and I was doing other, I just had other businesses and she was mm-hmm. saying, okay, can you like start writing and doing stuff? And I'm not really like the most present person on social media and I don't really write, but you can't shut me the fuck up. So I was like, okay, <laughs> why don't we do a podcast together and we can, t- we can answer the questions and we can meet people and talk and like do these, this type of thing. It's interesting. Right. Right. Um, and so we started doing that and then self-produced it, then joined a network, had a bad experience with the network because, uh, it's fine. People can look up the network. It was just a bad, it was a bad experience because they just didn't understand the business. No, this is what they didn't understand. There's so many podcasters that are like influencers or bloggers that get on a mic and the downloads are like, just not there. Right. There's, there's, there's certain people that can, it's a very, it's a very specific sweet spot. Yes. So he's interested more in like building the like People will come to me brand. all the time and say, Hey, can you take my podcast and sell the ad inventory? And like, yes, I can, but I don't, because I just think that's not interesting. Like I want to know what the brand looks like four or five years down the line. Is there a product line? Is there, yep. is this going live? Is there something, is this turning into a television? Like that's what I'm interested in. Uh-huh. I'm going to build a business out of it. Um, I think people just focusing singularly on podcast ad spots are missing a huge opportunity to do a lot more. Right. I mean, dear media, that was such a fucking genius move. Like I'm telling you, George and Amal Clooney, like I'm fucking telling you. So I love that it's so female focused. I wanted to ask you, do you ever feel like people treat Lauren differently than they treat you like in business meetings or something like that? Sure. I mean, I think like this happens all the time, right? I mean, the there's the, we talk about this all the time in like venture world like there should be more female focused companies getting funded there should be more female entrepreneurs getting funded right right there's a lot of men that have been making decisions in these places for a long time mm-hmm. and for me my most powerful partners not just in life but in business have all been women right, right? and so i'm like okay like to me it's a no brainer but at the same time i also think with that there's opportunity like something like lauren has been able to build a, for a long time people didn't take her very seriously um and i think she's been slowly able to build this massive brand that she's built because of that i would say too if you're a woman i have never walked into a meeting with men or a conference table with all men and dumbed myself down or given that energy. I walk in as an equal. And if they have the energy that I'm less than, that's their fucking problem, not mine. I always tell people you either go into like any interaction, like uh-huh. you're either equal or above. I was definitely one of those people that I thought everyone in this industry or like any industry in general were the smartest, like they knew more than me. Like I'm, you know, like the small shrimp or whatever. (laughs) What is it? The small shrimp, whatever the fuck it is. And it's just as I get older that I'm starting to realize, no, bitch, like no one knows anything. No one knows really anything. You, you, they pretend out of everyone should not feel like that. I mean, we flew out to Utah to see to, me to specifically. See you specifically, and then we also booked other some housewives on the who side. Are amazing. Their side, yeah, <laughs> they, they came after. But like that should show you people totally take you seriously. Of course, yeah. That's like just that narrative in your head. Just like switch the mindset. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, you guys have had everyone on the show. And I'm still new to this. So I want you guys to warn me. Are there any guests that you just straight up hated? Or do you have like any wild guest stories? 
We have had um, a guest on that kept saying the same thing over and over and over, and we didn't cut the episode. <laughs> so that we couldn't air that episode because it was making no sense. I mean, it gets crazy sometimes, but it's not like, I don't think it's an environment where someone can be like rude or oh, disrespectful. Okay. Right? Like, I will tell like, you the best guest in one of them was Caitlyn Jenner. And I'll tell you why. There's so many people that come, and you probably know this, that come into a podcast with a team of people. Like I've had people come in with like their makeup artists, their stylists, their like their whole team. And like, it's so self-important. Right. And Caitlyn Jenner, she came in and she was by by herself. herself. Shut up. And she was so um, down to earth. Wow. and, And unaffected by fame. And then she proceeded to sit down for two and a half hours of her time <gasps> and just storytell. And wow. I think if you can, and I'm not saying this because of the followers of the Kardashians, if you can get on a mic and storytell, like you're good. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. If you can storytell. So she was incredible and so down to earth. I also think, but we don't get into that trouble because as soon as we interact with someone that's like a diva and they loop us in with 18 agents and managers we kind of just like never mind like we're over it okay. right like we've had people even recently like okay when we get back to LA to record and they start asking 50 questions and can this person come and can you cut this and mm-hmm. do this and here's a brief what you can and can't ask we're like listen fuck it never mind it's right. a fucking podcast it's not that serious yeah you know what I mean like so we just skip on that no, so I, I won't think, do a script I think we get they away no. script. I won't do a script no absolutely not we well, kind of like, like cut early before like if someone looks like they're gonna be a nightmare I'd rather just like never mind my husband is in Hollywood with Dear Media, but he's not a Hollywood guy. And I think <laughs> no. you got to be careful of the Hollywood guy. Like he, he, he's what from, is the Hollywood guy? Just, it's here's, here's it's a, a schmoozer guy. who's uh, who's looking. He's talking to you, but looking over your shoulder to see if someone's better behind you. It's a lily patter. How can I no. use you to get to Th- her? This is going to get me in trouble. Say Holly, it. Hollywood is uh, very transactional. Someone told me the best thing about Kris Jenner. They said that she has a lawyer mm-hmm. in Arizona that only works for the Kardashians. That's and a big thing. It, well, it's it's genius because she doesn't have some hotshot lawyer in LA that wants Laker tickets to be put on Instagram. Uh-huh. She found a random person in Arizona that doesn't want the, the Hollywood shit. Right. Yeah, I also think a big thing to look for too whenever you're doing a business deal is ego. In what way? Like, if you walk in a room and the man is so ego-driven... That's exhausting to have to like, like coddle the ego. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing hotter than a man that is comfortable with confident, successful women. Yeah. So that's another thing I think just to look out for. Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's, I think there's certain things that, you know, an agent can say that right away. I'm like, oh, this guy is scum. Tell us one thing. Like, oh my God. Like he's going to make you famous. <laughs> You're like, bitch, I made myself famous. You know what? I've never had an agent say that, but, but you know what? A version of that over promising, you know, like, oh my God, like we're going to do this. And like, you're going to have a book deal and like, it will be a movie. And then you're going to be like famous, like saying anything major like that. And they're not talking strategically. They're talking like, you know what? You're going to be like a New York times bestseller. Like I can just see it. I mean, that's like a debt giveaway. Yeah. I feel like you need the systems to get to that. Like they need to help you refine the systems of, okay, like together we're going to put together a book proposal. Like that's more tangible that you could do like in two weeks. And I don't want to shit on all ages because there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of really good ones. And I've had experience working with some good ones. I love my agent. But I've had experiences also with the other ones that are not so good. So you guys have a relationship that I think a lot of people would be extremely envious of. Very good looking, you know, very successful, like on Instagram and things like that. You look like the perfect couple. Um, I'm not saying that you guys are. I'm sure you have like your arguments. What advice do you have for someone looking for a partner? My biggest advice in life is do not settle. Do not settle because you think, oh, I need a boyfriend or I need a girlfriend or I need a a wife. I would be dead single if it wasn't for Michael. I'd be doing my own thing. I don't feel like I settled in my marriage. And after talking to so many women because of what I do, so many people have just settled because they think this is what they're supposed to do. And it's fucking wild. Well, I, I also think there's like a scarcity complex where women are raised to think, 
there's not a lot of good men out there. They're either going to cheat or they're not hot. Like there's a scarcity thing. It's like women want to get married. Men don't. When you find one, like land him. I think that's like another reason why. A hundred percent. That's what we've been fed. A great book on this is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. You have Mm. to read this book. Like she talks about how we're told like as when we're little, like exactly what you just said. And so it's about, again, going against all like all the fish are swimming, going against it and doing your own thing. I also think when you're in a relationship, if the person's constantly squashing you, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. Every single time I've come to my husband with an idea, he's always like, okay, that's a great idea. Or let's refine it. Or let he's always, he's never pushed me down. And I've yeah. had, you know, some, some interesting ideas that he's, <laughs> he's supported. So I think that's important, but my number one, and then I'll let Michael answer is that you have to be pushing the same boulder up the same hill. There's so many couples that are pushing two different boulders up the same hill or they're on two different hills pushing up two different boulders. You got it's a team effort. And I think that if you don't have that team like effort in your relationship, that's something that's that's going to be hard to maintain down the road because when you have kids and businesses and all these things, you have to have a teammate, not just Yeah. I mean, when when we go out to dinner and when he comes home, like I want to be able to have an interesting conversation about mm-hmm. all different things. So I think that it's really important to find someone where you're on the same page and committed to the same goals. Yeah. I mean, I think all of that, obviously, like being committed to the same thing. I think a lot of people aren't committed to the same thing. You start a business together and like maybe one person's idea of the business is like they're going to yeah. make a half a million bucks and like stop and go retire. And the other person's like, I need to build an empire. Like yeah. if you're not matched there, yes. like that's a problem. And a good blowjob. You, I talked about this and well, making you, making a good sandwich. You have I to, make a good. You sandwich. have to have good sex. I mean, honestly, you have you have to. You right? have to. Yeah. If yeah, you I don't have good sex, sex, it's not going to work. I gonna think work. that's really important. I also think another thing, and tell me if I'm wrong, is you can act kind of psycho, and Michael will put up with it. Yeah, like to like a, he to won't a fight back. Well, to a degree. Okay. Like, there's a line. Like, right? what have I done that's too psycho? No, Lauren knows how to push right <laughs> up against my line. I but go not right cross to the it. line. And, like, the toes, like, like the other night, I, yeah. I talked about this on my podcast before, but, like, one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I don't want Instagram to be serving Michael anything that I don't want him looking at. And I was <laughs> bored. This is, well, this is maybe. And so, no. I searched Chihuahua fan page and I followed every single Chihuahua account that you could possibly follow. Off serves, of his? Yeah, so off it his just phone. serves me Chihuahuas so all day. All so day long. Amazing. Now he follows a hundred Chihuahua accounts <laughs> and all he gets served on Instagram is Chihuahuas. So like you have to, you have to do like fun. <laughs> you have to be psycho, but make it fun. And by the way, I want to say something. We do not have a perfect relationship. Of course. And, and I am not, and I hope I never make like the skinny confidential community feel like this. I am not someone who is posting pictures of us on the beach like and like, see us on the like sand if you'll holding, never you know. see right. like we're not kissing like if you look at my yeah. Instagram he's not even on my page it's mostly me trolling him and making fun of him on yeah. stories so I don't try to showcase this perfect relationship mm-hmm. we well, have- if you can't if you can't as a man or a woman be your exact self in a relationship, then you're in the wrong relationship. So like, yeah, I love Lauren the exact way she is. So when she trolls me, it's like, that's, that's what I fell in love with. Right. Like, that's what I like. People are like, Oh my God, how could you put up with that? Cause like in their, in their ideal relationship, it wouldn't work for them, but it works for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also think that when you're in a relationship like this like I stopped being able to only think about myself 10, 13 years ago, like everything I do now, I have to think, okay, like, how does that affect my wife? How does that affect my child? And like, again, if you're not doing that in a relationship, that's probably not a good sign either. Right? Yeah. So yeah. It's just like things like it's a, but it's a some of the things that are wrong with our relationship. Cause I don't want like anyone to think that he is so annoying and type a and anal and panicked <laughs> like over shit that doesn't fucking matter. Like it literally the, the questions that you asked me before right. a trip, it's like, so I can't, I can't deal with like, it. Like coasters are his favorite thing. Oh, he's like, Coaster. please put no, your no, glass no. on he, he is like, if we are going on a trip, he has his fucking notes app list of like my toothpaste with the mint in it. And like, right. <laughs> like Zaza's like diapers for nighttime. Like he like has everything so organized. Whereas I'm like packing five seconds before we get on me the trip. Me too. I'm the exact same way. Like I'm, I'm a mess. Right. I also think you don't want to like marry or be in a relationship with yourself. Like Lauren and I are completely different. I'm going to remind of you of that when we oh. get in a screaming fight. You know what I mean? I've like, never thought about when that. People but look yeah. at the same type of person and they get together. It's like you, mm-hmm. you kind of don't have that like yin yang thing, right? You're just yeah. like, it's like the same thing. It's like a mirror of yourself all this the time. This is the last thing I will say too that I think is important. 
you have to be able to be quiet with your partner. So like we like on a Sunday yeah, and Saturday, you're not very good at that one. <laughs> no, like, we, like we'll both read books in bed. We're in the same area, but like we're doing stuff. That's our own thing. If that makes sense. Yes. yes I think that's important. Totally. So you have to be, just be able to be quiet. And you also, you have to like the person. So many people right? don't like who they're with. This is the last thing. You know, <laughs> you know, those, Jesus. you know, those men and women that you go to a dinner with them and they're in a relationship. And like when they're not together, they're constantly complaining about the relationship they're in with that person. And then you have to go spend time with them. You're like, you got, you've two fucking people hate each other. Right. And now I have to be stuck with you. Yeah. Like, if you're out and you're talking shit constantly about your spouse or significant other, like, Mm -hmm. again, it's probably not a good sign. I agree. I think that, you know, people are always saying marriage is so hard. I'm not married and I'm sure it can be, but relationships should not be like the hardest thing. No. You know what I mean? Great advice. They shouldn't. They should be, they should be a comforting, secure place that you can go. It should not be. There's, there's for me, like my business is like so consuming that if my relationship was, was so gnarly, like it's too much energy. Like, and then I'm a mom, it's too much. Yep. So it should be very, very, um, peaceful. I agree. I would say it too. I like, I like how you're very, you're very consistent. Like I know what to expect. I know where he is. Like, I know what he's doing. Like he's very and then I know where you are because those fucking footsteps are so goddamn loud. Boring. <laughs> Boring in a good way. I love you. Um, okay, guys, you are both fucking hilarious. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can they find you? They can find me at Lauren Bostick and at The Skinny Confidential. I am launching product. April 7th and it's going to be on at the skinny confidential. So definitely head over there. Ooh. Um, and then I guess just the podcast for me, I'm not really so present on social and then any, anything on dear media. Yeah. Okay. Thanks guys. For having us and go listen to your episode. Yes, it's guys, I'm about to be on the skinny confidential. So you will find me there. Love you. Sleuths. Thank you so much. Thank you.